Hi, welcome back to The Cake with Joe and Jane. It's called The Cake because there is a cake for everyone. Whether it's walnut, chocolate, fruit, red velvet, you name it, there's lots of different cakes and it is something we think at Salisbury unites us. Thanks so much for joining us again. We have a great episode coming up for you all about royalty. But before we get into this episode, we should probably introduce ourselves again. So I'm Jane and I am one of the divisional heads of nursing here at the hospital. And my name's Joe. I'm the recruitment team leader here at the Trust. And joining us on this episode, we have Katie Ransby, who is the operational matron for the surgical division and head of communications, Dave Roberts. And I mustn't forget a special introduction to Queenie, who is Katie's guide dog. But as we know, people are far more than just their job title. So Katie, what is one thing that people might not know about you? You probably wouldn't know that I love hang gliding. I've been hang gliding on two different occasions, once in Brazil and once in Australia, and I love it. And I've also been swimming with whale sharks off the coast of Perth. Okay, so from today's podcast, I've established that our staff here are adrenaline junkies. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Hang gliding, you say? Yeah. Okay, talk me through how that works. Do you get towed by a plane up, or is that... Am I not thinking of no, that right? No, that's where you um, run off a cliff, basically. Yeah. So No, absolutely not. No, no, so, no. <laughs> no, it is. I loved it. And um, my friend made me go first when we went when we, when we went <laughs> in Rio. Like and, <laughs> and she said, and the, and the guy said, you just got to run and don't stop running. Run as fast as you can off the runway. So I did. I just ran off the end of the cliff. And literally, and then you just take off. It's the most amazing thing in the world. Was your first one in Brazil? My first one was in Australia, but yeah. my best one was in Brazil. It's amazing. So our other guest who is sat next to me today is Dave. Uh, and so Dave, can you tell me what is one thing that the listeners might not know about you? I can't really beat um, <laughs> the hang gliding bit. So I'll try for adren- adrenaline junkie. So I will go with, I once beat an Olympic gold medalist at his own sport. Ooh, who'd be that? So, uh, there's a story there. I used to show jump my horse. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I was a competitive show jumper, very low grade, but uh, it was an awful lot of fun. And Peter Charles won gold medal at 2012 for team equestrian show jumping. Oh, yeah. And one of the amazing things about when you do show jumping is you compete against young horses with very, very experienced riders because they're bringing on their young horses. So, you're in the same ring. And under the same conditions as Olympic medalists. And I beat him. So I had one fence down and he had two fences down. I learned something about you the other day. You keep your horse by uh, one of our colleagues' horses as well. I do. I have a stable (laughs) right next door to Lizzie Swift's You do indeed. Yeah, the two of us. Uh, We rode out together actually this morning. When we say we're friendly here at Salisbury, we really are friendly. (laughs) Everyone knows everyone. Smallsbury, remember? Absolutely. Smallsbury, that's very true. So we're talking today about royalty, and I'm keen to know from uh, everybody that's in the room today, what does the monarchy mean to you? So uh, I'm going to fire it over to Jane. What does the monarchy mean to you? Oh, gosh. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, let's put you in the hot seat. It's something that I'm quite proud that this country has a monarchy, that we've got that figure who I completely respect, and I think she does an amazing job and puts her duties before everything. Yeah. So for me, she's a bit of a role model in that. She's like your nan, isn't she? Yeah. 
but she's like the nan that you wouldn't mess with. Oh, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? In that, um, she she's very good at her job. And I thought you were laughing at me, Joe. I mean, she jumped out of a plane for the Olympics, for goodness sake, with James Bond. I mean, she did. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Kind of. But, She's yeah. no Katie, but... Yeah, exactly. She didn't hang around. Um, but, yeah, she she is a really powerful role model. And mm. I, I think there's lots of people out there in the media and social media who identify as role models, but in my eyes probably aren't positive role models, yeah. whereas the Queen and s- some members of the royal family really demonstrate how to do a job well and she's how... like that steadfast isn't she she's yeah. always there loyal reliable um yeah constant and dave what about you what does the monarchy mean uh to you <laughs> well i have a slightly different uh view and not and not of this monarch because i think she is an incredible woman who has done an incredible job over the last 70 years but i am a constitutional republican so i believe that the monarchy if i was creating a democratic system to govern our country i would not have a unelected hereditary monarch as yeah. the head of state yeah, yeah. i would have an elected person that represented the people as uh, our head of state so while i have absolute admiration for queen elizabeth she's been there throughout my throughout my life and life without her looks very weird when yeah. that eventually happens but i am a constitutional republican so therefore i don't think we should have a constitutional monarchy and katie what does the monarchy mean to you as an individual are you a royalist i'm not nearly as highbrow as the others i'm afraid (laughs) (laughs) but i guess i am a forces child so i was brought up within the armed forces and therefore it was very much central to without sounding funny queen and country and 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 my father served in the forces and was and and in his time, so my father's mid-80s now, she was very much the head of the armed forces and she was the role model and she was, you know, at that point governing and the head of of that type of work. So um, I completely also see where Dave's coming from because actually I get that it's very old, quite old school, but I still think she's an important role model. And I think as a family, they do seemingly do a lot of charity work and, they and and they're really focused from that point of view so I think they're really useful from from that perspective it's interesting when you started talking about being um from a forces family my husband serves in the forces currently and I have a lot of friends who serve in the forces and I know having been to certain functions in military um headquarters etc the queen is very much there still as the, yeah. the you know serving the queen and i know certain times they've had to put ornaments on the table in a certain way so that it's not rude toward towards that image so i always remember my husband telling me once there was a lion on the table that it, they had to turn it so that the face was facing the queen's picture not the bum because it was disrespectful i mean the queen wouldn't know about that because she wouldn't be there but you know that's how deep it is in the forces and how much they respect their their leader as such but the armed forces should swear allegiance to the people and to the nation, yeah, not to yeah. an individual. And I know the Queen, when they say that, it, it is an embodiment of the people and the nation. So you're, you're dancing on a, on a, on a pinhead, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. But I would just much prefer to hear people say, I swear allegiance to the nation and to the people yeah. of the nation. But this, this monarch has, done, has been in, utterly incredible. So you can't really sort of question what, she has done 
So talking yeah. about this Monica, when you're saying she's been incredible, what what impact, if any, has she had on you and your life and your thought processes? So yeah, it's not so much about <coughs> thought processes, but you know, if you're lucky enough to meet the royal family and be involved in any of that kind of space. It is a great pleasure and a great honour. And so even as a Republican, yeah. you know, I've met the Queen. I was a young, newly elected councillor in Newbury District Council. And as part of that role, I had a civic role, which was a charter trustee, which meant yeah. I had to wear a funny blue robe at Remembrance Service and other high days and holidays. And the Queen came to visit Newbury. And so I was one of the councillors that was presented to her. I'm stood in the line in my blue cloak, looking um, very fine, uh, maybe. And um, the mayor brings the Queen along the line, and he stops as he, when he gets to me and goes, this is Councillor Roberts, he's our n- most newly elected yeah. councillor. So, of course, the Queen goes, oh, hello, are they treating you well? And we have the conversation that none of the others had. Oh, of course. So I was the only one that she stopped yeah. and spoke to. But the look of envy on everybody else's face was something I will treasure. Uh, I am so treasure. jealous of that story. <laughs> oh, look at that. I have never met a royal, and I am a bit obsessed with the Queen. I think she's just wonderful. So that is, like, you can say I'm beaming. Listeners, I'm literally, my face is, gr- I'm grinning from ear to ear. It's just wonderful my, to hear. My dad um, loves the fact that uh, when he was a young man, uh, he met the Duke of Edinburgh. He met yep. the Duke of Edinburgh in the stables at Buckingham Palace because he was trying to fix one of the Duke's driving carriages. He failed to fix it, uh, and he met the Duke of Edinburgh in the stables so through the back door. Many years later, when I was working for the, one of the, uh, for the Army's charity, the, the ABF, I went to Buckingham Palace through the front, front door. door. Yeah. And oh, wow. Dad always thinks that that's kind of like quite a cool thing, is that you know, through the generations, that's what you're supposed to want for your yeah, kids. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just, I just went to a reception. It was lovely. But it is a nice thing. So as I say, even as a Republican, you have to acknowledge the um, specialness that is it's associated with some of this. Yeah, it's not lost on, on, on you at all. It's not. So, yeah. And Joe, because we skipped a little bit there, you, you were saying you were a massive fan of the Queen. Yeah. Why? I, I just think she has done... She's the steadfast for the country. She's done wonderful things. She stands up when the country needs uniting. She did, uh, you know, when, when COVID came around, she put the yeah. speech out that we will see each other again. Um, the Christmas speech, Christmas Day speech yeah. is something that you either watch it or you don't. Um, I don't religiously watch it, but it's on in the background. Do you not record it to watch later? Sometimes, yeah. sometimes. I've, I've had a few sherries by the afternoon, so it can be a bit, <laughs> a bit of a blur. We all. Um, but yeah, I just, I think she's done wonderful things for the country. And as somebody that took on the role at a very young age, yes. she has developed with that role. You think how many prime ministers she's seen and the change. I just think there's something quite magical about it. And regardless of, of sometimes her own personal challenges, I think everybody feels that she has this amazing life and isn't everything wonderful. But she's had her own challenges yeah. within her own family, yet she's stoical in the face of adversity for the rest of us, I I feel. So from a role model perspective, yeah. you know, we easily... I think people give up very easily yeah. um, and work is the first thing that goes. But from a royal family point of view, she continues whatever from what I can... She invokes to me, keep calm and carry on. If, oh, I was to, if I yeah. was to think of the Queen, no matter what she's got going on in her personal life, whatever's going on in the world, she keeps calm, she carries on, she has a weekly Prime Minister's audience. I just, yeah, I kind of like the, the, the pompousness of it, I guess. I like the fact that, you know, we we have a Buckingham Palace. I like the way she dresses. 
even the fact that you know she has ladies in waiting and things, just things like that, I just think are quite quite special. And how that'll go when Charles takes over, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go, but it will be a very different a very different chapter when Charles and yeah. we have a king. And before we start looking to the future of the royal family, I think it's really key that we um, give Katie an opportunity to talk to us about her experience of meeting the Queen. So um, my father was commanding um, a regiment in Germany, in Dortmund, and as part of her role, she was doing quite significant um, tour of Germany. Because my father was commanding the regiment, we lived in a house um, in the middle of the barracks called Centaur House in Dortmund, and um, that would was apparently the most appropriate place for her to reside while she was based over there doing her inspection so we had to move out and I think we moved out for a good month or so and the house had to be painted and decorated and my mum and dad I think they got a new bed um (laughs) into the queen (laughs) and um yeah and um basically um on the day of her arrival it was great because we I was only eight so we got the day off school and when she arrived we had been instructed that we as the family of the commander of the regiment had to meet her so she came I had, and we had before she arrived we had to do things like I had to learn to curtsy yeah. and um things like they weren't really sure what she might like for breakfast and so one of the chefs the army chefs had to practice making kedgeree in case she wanted <laughs> fish and rice for breakfast so um, we had to eat kedgeree for ages it seemed like every day for months but then I was only <laughs> little at the time and so um, when she arrived and, the, and she came to the house we had to meet her on her arrival and then later on I don't know whether it was the same day or different day we had to go my parents went and had tea with her and I had to serve sandwiches and things so yeah what sort of sandwiches cucumber i believe but i don't remember exactly but yes sandwiches and cakes like today cake even the queen likes a cake she does of course so i'm I'm just intrigued by the fact that you were evicted by the queen yeah i was evicted by the queen and the police were in the basement and all of the her staff were in the attic and uh, we had two wirehead dachshunds, and she was particularly keen to meet the wirehead dachshunds. And um, the younger of the two tried to do a runner just as she was arriving up the gates, and we we managed to get it back. But it was so excited, it jumped up and and, and snagged her tights. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Your dog laddered the queen's tights. Yeah. So. That's excellent. And obviously your guide dog we have with us today has quite a royal name yeah she is the queen of salisbury <laughs> foundation trust yes <laughs> oh my god she's the closest thing we have to royalty here and whenever she goes anywhere everybody is always excited to see her a bit like you joe if you saw the queen just euphoric um <laughs> so yeah she is the namesake of the queen so we're going to try and do some uh, jubilee fundraising with her in using her name in vain Definitely. And then we, we talk about Queenie being our current Queen of the Trust, but Dave, are you happy to share with us the, some recent information we got from our um, art care team? Oh, yeah. So, We've so, delved into the archives, listeners. Yeah, dive right, right into the archives. We've been doing this uh, work around um, the old part of the hospital being 80 years old and being uh, a Second World War casualty clearing station. Um, taking the, the, the injured from D-Day and the Battle of Normandy and our hospital's role in the liberation of Europe, therefore, which is great stuff. And it comes to light 
that while well, we all know that the Queen served in the Land Army during the Second World War, yeah. there's, some, there's an awful she lot did. of pictures about that. She was um, at one point we know she was based at Portsmouth, which received a lot of the uh, injured uh, soldiers back from Normandy. However, in a journal of a chief nurse at the time, it refers to the fact that the young Princess Elizabeth was at Salisbury Hospital oh my at Oddstock, which was here where we are sat. Right. See, I, I feel moment. like I'm so, getting closer to her. Yeah, yeah. So, I feel yeah, like I've the, met her now, like just, I'm in this yeah, room. Just a few years out. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you two have met her, I'm just like, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, so the Queen was has, has been part of our history. What um, year was that? I think it's meant to be 1944, I think. And this place opened in 43 as a yeah. clearing station. I think that's right, or 42, something like that. We're trying to um, get that information fact-checked, aren't we, in that we've written to people to try and... Yeah, so Art Care last year wrote to the Palace to actually try and confirm the, the diary entry, but they don't, and the, we, the, the Trust hasn't heard back. Um, she's just super busy but, planning her own yeah, jubilee, she's bit, you know. Yeah, she's, she, she, she's a bit of a busy lady, but um, I think the Chief Nurse's uh, diary note is um, probably pretty robust. It's when you say that, so, you know, people, when we've done a, you know, 30 years service, we think we've done well, don't we? And people get mm. excited. And then when you say, yes, it, you know, she visited here in 1944, it does make you realise how remarkable it is that she's done... 70 years. 70 years. Extraordinary length of time, yeah. isn't it? I mean, I don't think I'll get to 25, really. But I've done 4.5 years with the NHS and I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm positively exhausted. She's done 70 years. Yeah, exactly. That is amazing not and with the nhs though joe no not with the, <laughs> <laughs> the, of the commonwealth yeah. you know. even that might make yeah. it yeah. Years but you're right it's 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 something that isn't when you when you think about it like that it's just incredible isn't it you know we're about to celebrate her have is it platinum jubilee platinum yes jubilee, yeah. and you know that that is 70 years in post you know every day doing this a very similar role yeah you know, head of the Commonwealth. That is amazing. So, so thinking about the future of the royal family, then. Yeah. What are our thoughts with regards to the the next monarch? So, for myself, I think Charles will be quite a good king. It will be a very different style of of monarch, I think, mm-hmm. and I'm sure the monarchy will evolve uh, as it's had to over the years. But yeah, it's it's sad to see that the Queen is now missing events because of ill health. Um, you know. Well, I have to correct you there because the royal family have said numerous times it's to do with mobility, not with her health. Mm. But yeah, like you, it is. It is sad uh, to see her not at certain events. I wonder if she's just too proud to be seen in a wheelchair yeah. because she's always been with the handbag. That's strong. Love to know what's in the handbag, by the way. If anybody knows, get in contact with me. Do you know the handbag? Yeah. When she's holding it, she has certain signs, doesn't she? When yes. she drops it as though I've had enough now. I'm... And she switches arms, doesn't yeah. she? As if to say, get me away from here. Yeah, I've heard of this. Look at... <laughs> Dave is sat next to me, literally just grinning from ear to yeah. ear at all of this. We know the no. Yeah. <laughs> you might be friends with her, but, you know, I'm yeah. in on the no. I love it. You We're prepped for our for our moment when it arrives. Yeah. <laughs> when they, when she hears this podcast, she's going to invite us to the palace. Obviously, of course. We'll get united. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, Katie? Do you think Charles will be uh, a good king for us? I don't know. To be honest, I don't really have an opinion on it. And terrible thing to say, but I kind of gloss over Charles, and I think more about the potential of William and Kate because yeah. I think them as a couple have the potential to to provide, even if it's not that governing Republican issue that they've had. <laughs> they have the, they have a, a they have the potential and I think already do show 
some fantastic role modeling and i think that um as a couple even with the some of the adversity and challenges that, the, that have gone on in the family they've always remained very um very loyal very professional very I don't know what the word is really and i feel that kate considering she wasn't born into it no yeah. does pretty well with it she's um she holds her own I wish I could hold my own in such a way. <laughs> no. I don't think you do too bad, Katie. <laughs> Dave, come so, on then. No, I, I, I think it's going to be an enormous change uh, for the country and I think it's going to be a, a, a big change for the monarchy. I mean, there's, there's two things that I think over the years, especially the more recent years, that have held the United Kingdom together as a, as a complete picture of unity, which is... Queen Elizabeth, and us as the National Health Service. And with the times that we find ourselves in now, with nationalism in, to, in, in Ireland and in, and in Scotland, if we were to move to a different monarch anytime soon, um, one of those pillars will be, will be chipped away at. Um, and uh, can Charles create that sense of unity that Queen Elizabeth has been able to do. Yeah. I mean, I think that's an enormous challenge for him. He um, has got some mighty big shoes and a handbag to fill. So Brilliant. what I've learned from today is that we need to start a campaign for Joe to meet the Queen. Yes. To, to fulfil his ultimate wish. Listen, let's get that happening. And we also, I think, should get some sort of acknowledgement for the, the Queen of the hospital currently is in Queenie. I mean, imagine if she met someone in the royal family. Can we not write a letter to the palace and put a picture of Queenie in and then say what we've done on here and really get a motion going for... Could she get an award for serving the NHS? <sighs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. Listeners, we're going to start something. We, we'll, come back, we'll come back to this on another podcast and keep you updated. This is important stuff. Katie, do you have a favourite choice when it comes to cake? I like lemon drizzle. Yep. I like a bit of carrot cake. And I'm really partial. I found this grapefruit and pistachio. And Ooh. I do recommend that you try and make that at some okay. point. <laughs> Th- thank you. That will, I'll add that to my list. Oh, God, I'm going to be baking loads again, aren't I? Back in that kitchen for you. <laughs> um, Dave, as somebody that's done the podcast uh, with us in the background, uh, you know, and I've seen you sampling some of Jane's wonderful bakes... <laughs> it's hard cakes. to pinpoint exactly what cake you like because I do see you, you dabble. Because so you've had one your... a week. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favourite cake? I'm going to go for the kind of Victoria sponge, with, but with added strawberries and raspberries. Full and works. All that. I rather, I rather like that. Interesting. They serve that at the palace at the um, garden party. So you mm. say you're a Republican, but mm, mm, yeah. there's a lot of royal influence there. Yeah. And uh, just because you didn't ask, she's more of a sausage roll girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. What is Queenie's favourite? Because you can, I've seen it now, cakes for dogs, ice cream for dogs. I've never let her have cake, but she does like a carrot. So she might be partial to a carrot cake. Okay. Because they do do, um, they do, at the coffee shops, you can get dog Dog muffins. Yeah, Yeah. dog muffins. Dog ice creams. Dog ice creams. Um, uh, Costa do a, a special, a special coffee for just dogs. Puppuccino, Coffee for dogs? Yeah, Puppuccino or something Queen's like that. Queen's quite aware of her waistline, so she does try to keep trim. Oh, she is, she's very svelte. I can tell she's been working out. Well, she's got to look her best for when she meets the Queen. She's down the gym. Doing it there. <laughs> she is. I'm down the doggy gym, Queenie. <laughs> Massive thank you to everyone for listening to this episode of The Cake. And again, big 
thanks to everyone who takes time out to come and talk with us and record and share their stories. It's, it's amazing. If you'd like to listen to another episode, they're all available now wherever you get your podcasts from. Right then, Joe. Do you fancy a slice? Twist my arm and don't tell my trainer. Let's go for it. <laughs>